0: Filled with teaching, truths and issues that matter. Bernie Diamond's A Different Perspective. Part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au
1: Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. In the first six verses of Romans chapter 7, Paul describes our relationship with the law. He says that we're married to the law like a man is married to a woman. And we're married till death us do part. You know, when people get married, they take that vow that only death would separate them. And so Paul says that we're married also to the law until death separates us. So you say, well, then are we under the law? Well, the Bible says what actually happened to us is that we did die to the law. We died in Christ. When we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, we were baptized into Him and we were baptized into His death. And that death also represented a severance from the law, a release from the law. Now God did that for a reason, so that we might be married to Christ who is the true source of our holiness and our fruitfulness. This is Set Free with Ken Legge.
0: Well, thanks for joining us. It's Phil here, along with author and pastor Ken Legg, and this is Set Free. And our subject this week is escape from legalism. Now, Ken, I guess one of the things that makes us feel reluctant to part with legalism, we want to hang on to it, is that we esteem the law of God so highly sometimes. Yeah, that's a good point, Phil. But uh, look, actually, I believe
1: that it's the opposite. that's the truth. Um, legalists don't have a high view of the law, As you might think, they actually have a low view or a low regard for the law. How so? Well, the reason is that they actually think they can fulfill it. (laughs) They think it's within their capability of keeping up to all that the law requires. Now, you can see that in, in, in the ministry of Jesus. This is why he came. I mean, he didn't denigrate the law, but he lifted it up to its true standard. I mean, for example, the Bible says you must not commit murder. But Jesus showed that murder can be something that's in the heart. Yeah, it's not confined to the actual act of murder. But if you've got anger and unforgiveness and bitterness and malice towards your brother in your heart, you've got murder in your heart. You know, um, some people think that adul- adultery is just committing the act of, you know, living um, in in a sexual relationship unlawfully with another person. Uh, whereas Jesus said, "No, it's it's in your heart. It can be in your heart if you've got lust for a person. If you want to do that thing, then adultery is in your heart." Mm. You remember the the rich young ruler that came to Jesus said, "Lord, what must I do to inherit eternal life?" And, and didn't Jesus, like the answer. He didn't <laughs> like the answer, and, they, and the reason is that he thought that he kept the law because you know Jesus said, "Well, you know the commandments." He said, "Which ones?" And if you look at the the, the laws that Jesus quoted or the commandments that Jesus quoted, they were all the man would aspects of the law. You remember the law was. In two parts, our responsibilities towards God and our responsibilities towards our fellow man. Jesus quoted all the manward aspects, you know, don't lie, don't steal, don't cheat and all those things. And the young man said, all these things I've kept from my youth. And Jesus looked at him and he loved him, you know, he loved him because he saw the sincerity in this man. Now, one thing I'll say about legalism, usually legalists are very sincere people. They're very genuine. They they, they have got a passion for the right thing. But he actually thought that he kept all the law. Now, he was a rich man, and the spirit of the law is you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. That's the spirit of the law. So it's love. You know, Jesus summed it up as love. Now, what Jesus was saying is if you really love your neighbor, uh, some fellow men are suffering today. They can't eat today because they don't have any money. You've got so much money. You know, you've got it stashed away there. Why don't you sell what you've got and give it to the poor? and then come and be one of my disciples. You know, if you really want to keep the law, keep the spirit of the law. That man went away sad because he kept it outwardly, you know, in the letter of the law, but he didn't keep the spirit of the law. And so that's what Jesus did when he came in his ministry. He revealed the true nature of the law, and and, and, uh, he lifted it so high, you know, that he raised the bar so high that nobody could jump over it. And uh, so, you know, he didn't denigrate it or, or downplay it. He did the opposite. And so as we've said earlier on in, in this week, you know, the law is our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. It's to, it's to bring us that revelation that we're not like God. We cannot live up to his standards in our own strength and by our own means. But there's one who's done that for us, and he's fulfilled all righteousness. And so by believing in him, that righteousness is imputed to us. And the law is set aside because it's a bad, sterile relationship but we now have a relationship with Christ. Now, if we have a relationship with Christ, do we believe that we're going to live a sinful life? No, of course not, because his life is in us and it's leading
0: us to holiness. Mm. Now, something else you said earlier in the week was that uh, grace is the antithesis of the law. It's the complete opposite of the law. So I guess you're saying here is it's not actually possible to hold on to both of them. Not at the same time. No, that's right. Um, Some people try to do that, but
1: uh, the Bible makes it clear that when we become a new creation in Christ, we actually left one realm uh, called the law, or we left one covenant, the old covenant, and we entered into another realm called grace or the new covenant. Uh, So in order to come into the new, we had to leave the old. Now, of course, a lot of Christians try today to have a foot in both camps, and and that's why they struggle in their Christian lives, because they're trying to mix covenants. Uh, But we need to be clear about what the New Testament actually teaches on those things. So concerning our relationship with the law, uh, we read things like this We are not under law but under grace, Romans 6, verse 14. Or we are dead to the law through the body of Christ, Romans 7, verse 4. Here's another one We've been delivered from the law, Romans 7, verse 6. Or 2 Corinthians 3, verse 13 says, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to those who who believe? Sorry, that was Romans ten verse four, mm-hmm. and then two Corinthians three verse thirteen says the law has passed away, uh, and so on and so forth. You know there are many scriptures that tell us that we've left that realm and we've left the law behind. And then concerning, you know, the role of grace in our lives. That that's what the Christian life is all about today. The Bible says that we're saved by grace, we're justified by grace, we stand in grace, we grow in grace. We are free from sin's dominion only because of grace. Uh, we reign in righteousness by grace. We serve by grace. We are what we are by the grace of God. And on and on it goes. In fact, the Bible says that you know, throughout eternity, we will magnify the grace
0: of God. It's but an interesting scripture that I'd love to hear your thoughts on. Yep. In uh, Titus chapter 2 that says, We're taught by grace how to deny ungodliness and to live righteously. Yeah. Now, denying ungodliness to me or to to many may suggest, well, that means I have to live as the law says because if that's a reflection of who God is, then it actually does come back to the law. Well, you know, actually, surprisingly, the law does not summarize the Christian
1: life. Uh, In fact, under grace, the standard is much higher than it ever was under law. For example, you know, under law, the Bible says you mustn't commit adultery. Now, is that the one law that governs our relationship with with our partner? Under the New Covenant, Paul says, Husbands, love your wives Mm. as Christ loved the church. What's the hardest to do? Just abstain from adultery or to love your wives as Christ loved the church? We cannot do that except with the life of Christ itself living in us. And so the standard is much higher. For example, um, under the New Covenant, the Bible says, Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now, the old covenant didn't address your thought life in that sense and telling you to kind of bring that under control. But under the new covenant, we're encouraged to bring every thought to obedience to Christ Himself. So the standard is much higher under grace than it is by law. And you cannot keep that by rule keeping. You need the life of Christ.
0: It strikes me that the law is about dealing to symptoms or actions, if you like, but grace is more about dealing to the root of. Issue and it's dealing to our motivations, it's dealing to the yeah. us really. The motivation that's where it comes down to. That's right, it's <laughs> been pretty clear though, isn't it? What would you say to those who'd like to try and have a, a foot in both camps though? Okay, um,
1: let, let, let's put it this way you know, we, we started the program by saying, um, the Christian life is now like being married to Christ, mm-hmm. we were married to the law, yep, but we come out of that relationship by. Being put to death with Christ and raised the new creation, we're now married to him so that we bring, should bring forth fruit unto holiness. Let's say a man says to his wife, You know, I'd really love to have a baby. You know, I'd love us to have a, a child. And so the, the wife goes away and then, you know, comes back a few months later and says, You know what? We're going to have that child. I've been with another man <laughs> and we're going to have a child. And, and, and that's the analogy. It's like if we go back to the law, to try to bear fruit to God is like spiritual adultery. God wants us to bear fruit through our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Ken has been helping us to escape from legalism this week and we'll have more tomorrow. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage because God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book This Is The Life, which features topics from today's message, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.